Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we are mildly confused about the level of technology that aliens have. I'm Douglas and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? I'm sitting on the floor. Oh. Yep. Wow. What are you, are you like meditating? Were you inspired by PK to meditate? No. Oh. There's lots of people in my apartment right now and I normally record in the lounge room, but I'm on the floor. You're bundled up on the floor. I could be meditating. I'm gonna Where there's up. a will, there's a way. I'm gonna sit up nice and straight and listen to my breathing. <clears throat> oh, and knock over oh. a bunch, knock over a bunch of water bottles. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time tuning into the two five zero, we have taken a snapshot of IMDb's top two hundred and fifty movies of all time as of January twenty twenty, and we have begun watching them from number two hundred and fifty through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is number 241, PK. An alien arrives on Earth in order to conduct a research mission but loses the remote to his spaceship to a thief. The alien, referred to as PK, befriends kind-hearted people as he searches to retrieve his remote, questioning religious dogmas and superstition along the way. This film was directed by Raj Kumar Harani and was also written by Raj Kumar Harani and Abhijat Joshi. Uh, forgive me for my pronunciation there if there was... Uh anything awry but we got big white human white ang- yeah, ang- anglo-saxon white people, accent white people vibe. mouths uh yeah every that's, time that's just how i read it phonetically every time we start a podcast and you go if this is your first time tuning into the 250 i always want to say sorry i'm so like, sorry if yeah. this is your first time tuning into 250 i just there are My other bad. things that you can be doing and i wholeheartedly <laughs> apologize Oh, maybe I, I, we, we yeah. could, I feel like we could talk about that. We can. <laughs> we a, can. No, literally just as a regular. It's no. It's just like, or whenever we're just dribbling on for like yeah, we're fifteen just minutes we, in we, the. Dude, how are we you, got, Jonathan? We got what was that's two sentences like, in, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm just going to derail the whole thing. If that's okay with you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I fed you though. I, I yes, ended yeah. you. Yeah, so yeah. I do appreciate it, that. It's technically both our faults, but. So, and we're doing it right now. <laughs> our pal um, Rajkumar is um, the overarching theme of the film is about religion. Yeah. And that I gather is Rajkumar's kind of, or is he, or maybe it's just society, but he makes a kind of, it's, it's whole, his whole shtick to have this character that questions the way society works. From a like a, a childlike kind of perspective, yeah. I think was yeah. like the big thing, is that he's you know so in awe of this world as an alien, mm. and he has all of these questions that you know normal people don't take the time to think of, you know <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, that's I, I gather that's um, that's kind of this guy's shtick. He does a lot of films that are kind of similar in that vein. A lot of reviews because. Uh, and we'll dip back into it later, but this is very much a film that probably like makes more sense viewed through uh, just an Indian lens. Yeah. If you live in India, a lot of the comedy will probably land a lot better, and also a lot of the like societal dissections or whatever will probably ring a bit yeah. truer yeah. to you. Well, there's just a cultural border, I think, yeah. is what you're going for there. Is that, and that's... Yeah, yeah. I think with a lot of these foreign films that are popping up in the 250, there is going to be that... Sometimes we're not going to be able to latch onto it as much as 
other cultures probably would is because we haven't lived in that culture. It's not that we have anything wrong with the race or the religion or whatever it is that it's trying to portray. It's just that we haven't experienced that and that is something that is foreign to us. So, in part, the one thing that I took away from this film is just the amount of things that go on with religion in India, just all of their their temples and their practices and everything, just how I, I'm sure there were some moments that were dramatised, undoubtedly, but just some of the things like uh, there's a section where uh, they leave all of their shoes outside of the temple before they go in. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my head, I was like, I'd never thought about that. Like, obviously, they have to go in barefoot, so they've got to put all their shoes out somewhere and then it just becomes like this free-for-all of like ah, this shoe fits my shoe all right whatever <laughs> like, yeah i can't even imagine that that sounds so crazy yeah i guess it's kind of it's very interesting as a just a different perspective i guess for us yeah absolutely i think i i, I definitely felt that way Seeing through the world in a different lens, I think, is... And that's going to happen a lot in the yeah, yeah. Two, 250, I think, is we're going to have a lot of those moments. I also feel like we've watched a couple of foreign films now, and this one, it felt like this one had the biggest barrier, like, cultural yeah. barrier, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel like the strongest out of all of the ones we've watched, for a variety of reasons. I, we'll jump straight into it. Mm. Do, would you recommend the average, let's just say the average Australian, one of our peers watches this film? PK is a movie that I have watched once and I'm reasonably happy that I've watched it, but I would not revisit this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, if given the choice, I would not revisit this film. I think I got everything that I needed to get out of it in its two and a half hour runtime. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think that... Yeah, if you're if you're interested in the context and if you're interested in the culture and everything, I would say absolutely go for your life. But yeah, just for for me, one viewing was good enough for me. So if it was like my average Joe, my average friend, I would say nah, you can probably pass on PK. Yeah, and I think where I'm going with that is that I probably feel about the same, and I don't think it's necessarily a problem of the film. I think it is just, no, no. it's just because, it's not cause, like, I do still have problems with the film's writing and its mm, pacing yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. But I think the largest issue that someone in our demographic is going to have with this is just that massive cultural barrier. Yeah. And that just makes it very difficult for me to recommend it to anyone. It makes it very alienating, you could say. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so there was a lot of it was a lot of stuff where it was it wasn't even stuff like I was sitting there going like, oh, I don't understand this. I have, I haven't had like first person exposure to a lot of the kind of religious and cultural concepts, but I'm aware of the large majority of them. Mm. Uh, you know, the shoe thing didn't confuse me at all. I've seen that. I've seen that before in some documentaries or something, for example. Sure. Um, but uh, so, so it was never really me going like, I don't get what's going on. It's just like, this feels like it would be more entertaining if I was, you know, living in this culture and the living con- and breathing it. Yeah. This contrast between what is happening on the screen and what I see in my everyday life is humorous because 
because of that contrast. Because you live it. I think. I think almost this just popped into my head, and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong. If this is a bit too far of a stretch, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's like the castle for us. Yeah, shit. If you were to try and show the castle to someone who doesn't live in Australia or wasn't, you know, born and raised in Australia, it would probably, like, there would be some bits where you'd be able to go, oh, yeah, I kind of get that, and that's pretty funny. Yeah. But there would still be that barrier, I guess. I think that's, yeah, I think that's actually a really good comparison to make because it's, it's once again, I feel like a lot of people internationally watching the castle would be able to get their head around what's going on. For sure. I don't think they would be that stuck with it, mm. but I think it would not have the same impact on them because of that cultural barrier. We laugh like crazy at the castle because we're like, oh, the, oh that's totally a thing that happens. That's something that we do. We have that self-reflection kind of thing. And I bet that uh, the same thing would happen for, yeah, uh, people watching PK if they live and breathe that culture. Yeah, how about you, Jonathan? What are you What are you thinking? We both had a bit of trouble with it mm. because of that barrier, mm. basically. And that is, once again, uh, I probably wouldn't recommend my films watch it. I, I have my films, my friends watch it. I, I went to a party the other day and I talked about it and I said, it's fine. But yeah. there are other films. We watched a bunch of films recently and I'm like, hey, I would recommend the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's very interesting. And because this guy also has put out a lot of films in a similar vein and I feel like a lot of Indian people know what to expect from him as well. That's got to put a whole other thing on top of it. Yes. Uh, Raj Kumar Harani is a very, uh, by the sounds of a very prolific director in Bollywood and uh, the lead actor, a lead actor, actor, <laughs> um, Amir Khan is also equally oh, as extremely renowned. Clip. That's right, I was going to talk about him. so many credits to his name. It's bloody crazy. I reckon. I reckon we jump into spoilers. Absolutely. And then we can we can talk about our boy Amir. Mm-hmm. Spoiler siren. <laughs> okay. Uh, you said um. You said in the last one you said uh, foghorn, and I was really tempted to put in like you know like the. <laughs> well, it's. I think. I think the sound effect is labeled as a foghorn or something, even though it's like. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, no. It's an air horn. It's an air horn. Yeah. I'm just dumb. Uh, so, Amir, <laughs> it's like one of the first things, I don't know about you, but one of the first things, because he comes out, PK comes out naked. Yes. That dude is fucking ripped. He's jacked. I was he's, like, he's fucking when, massive. Did you buff yourself up for this role, or is that just how he is? Like, oh. dude has chiseled pecs. Like, oh my God. Which is such an interesting move. I. I wonder if he was specifically picked for this role because they thought he would suit it well. Well, I think Rajkumar, Harani, and Amir Khan both have history. Right. Uh, they have history working together. It's kind of like a um, Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio type of work relationship. Right, right. And Rajkumar Harani has another film in the 250, which is Three Idiots. Yes, and oh, that is he is also that? starring Amir Khan. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yes. That was five years prior to this film, and allegedly the creation of this film was riding off of the success of Three Idiots. Yeah, and from the very short skim I've had of that, it seems to be... Obviously, the story is different, but the themes of, like, a well... I, I don't know. Well-meaning idiot isn't the right... Like, a person who asks questions, you know? Yeah, someone who... Uh, yeah. Someone who innocently asks questions, I think, is... Yes, yeah. 
uh, the same kind of concept. But he also does, like, I think he does, like, a bunch of action stuff. This Amir? Amir Khan, yeah. Well, that would explain his chiseled physique. <laughs> it's hilarious, because if you jump to his IMDb, like, personal page, he looks, he's ready for some serious business. Very contrasting to his character in this <laughs> That's film. That's how he is in PK, yeah. Um, it was an interesting character. It felt... I don't know. It felt the, the, just the the character is very odd. I, I think first and foremost, he's constantly pulling this wide-eyed like expression. Yes, he never blinks. I picked that up. He, really, he, you can okay. watch any shot. He never blinks. I did not, not pick once that in the whole film. It's an extremely odd choice because it makes it very hard for him to emote. Yes, and he's mostly played kind of emotionless. But in the situations where he is supposed to have, like, some strong emotions, it's it's hard to kind of pick. You have to work with the context clues, you know? Yeah. The things that he's saying and... I was going to say, I think it's mostly his vocal inflection that gives him his yeah. emotion. Yeah. And the writing, obviously. But, yeah. Yes. Um, which was... I don't know. I guess it works to make him feel like an otherworldly being. I got big Mr. Bean vibes yeah. from him. Yeah. Uh, like Rowan Atkinson kind of like he was trying to do a bit of a Rowan Atkinson type deal. Mm. I'm not sure if that's entirely correct, but that was just what I was, was vibing from his performance was yeah, I was just like this feels yeah. very Mr. Bean. <laughs> um yeah, it was it just kind of felt like a shame. I felt like there might have been a better way to make him seem alien without basically cutting out his ability to emote because mm. <laughs> that is mm. an important thing to do. Or, But I guess then that is also something that kind of makes him feel more alien as well. I guess, yeah, the fact that everyone else around him is uh, so facially expressive and then, yeah, he is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, might, that may well very be uh, a character choice yeah. on Amir Khan's part to just, yeah, how can I make this guy separate from the rest of the people around him and the earthlings, you know, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Because he has the appearance of a normal human, but it's how do you make a a human look alien? Those pecs aren't normal human pecs. Yeah, God. (laughs) Don't even get me... Don't get me back on it. I'm gushing about his physique, but... What does he do? What's his gym routine? I want to know his diet, gym routine. I want to know his full shtick and I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it sounds like a must lot be, of work. <laughs> must be pumping eggs like crazy. I feel you like that's, that's like the common thing with actors. Is like people are like, how do these actors get so buff? It's like it's their job. <laughs> yeah, literally, they have when they're not on set acting, they just go to the gym. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they have a PT to you know train them there, and then they got you know chefs and stuff to do their diet and everything. Um, our other key actor, uh, Anushka Sharma. Uh, who plays Jagu. Yes. I liked her a lot. So did I. I thought she was a nice little balance in the film. She seemed very grounded. Mm. She does the lion's share of emoting (laughs) (laughs) between the two of them. Um, (laughs) She, yeah, yeah. And she had, what was it? Like, kind of what drives her, uh, her, give me, give me, what's what's the word, Douglas? Her Her through line. A reason for doing the things that she does. What's Her objective? Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she she just seemed really real, which was which was nice. Yeah. Um, yes. It yeah. was. She she seemed like she didn't seem like a you know a uh, a caricature. I she didn't seem as explosive as PK, which is very yeah. important. And I think I think the rest of the characters were to some degree, obviously to a lesser degree, but were caricature to some degree. The um, um the Godman guy was oh god <laughs> just as a, him a larger than life. There's the um the guy at the police station. There's the guy the like head journalist at the news station um, mm. was a bit of a character. Um, Sing, uh, the dude that he met Sing right the guy he meets at the start Byron yes correct Byron uh, Sing Byron, Byron Sing yeah. Um, were still felt a bit hammed up. He less so, but, mm. uh, so, and she felt just very kind of normal, which is nice. I believe Sanjay Dutt is a prolific Indian actor as well. Okay. Just taking a quick peek at his, uh, IMDB page. He is currently in filming for five separate films. <laughs> He has just completed four other films that are now in post-production. Yeah. And he is in pre-production for two other films and is confirmed in four other films. So, Brother's still got a bit of work for him and he has 167 acting credits. So His work has a little fucking butt off. Sanjay Dutt is, yeah, he's, um... Oh, what is it from Infernal Affairs? He's the... He's the Andrew... Or is he the... Or is the Andy? The Andy. <laughs> He's a... Wait, I can't remember which one's the good one, I though. I can't remember which is which. Hang on. Let me go it's back to the Affairs. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I liked his character a lot. I, um... He was, like, this kind of fun, fatherly figure. Um, He's the Andy. <laughs> He's the Andy, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He was just nice, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Good little I really, cameo. I really liked his, um... His Bollywood, kind of, like, the musical... Bit. Touching on the musical numbers, I was not ready for this movie to be a musical, like for it to have <laughs> musical numbers in it. And when that first one hit with uh, Jagu and Safraz, I genuinely thought that it was just a montage. Yeah, me too. And then it, the camera cuts to him and then Safraz is, you can see him singing it. And I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Because the track started playing for a while and his mouth started moving. Like, yeah. you, it cuts to that. And I was like, oh, that's a different person singing. That's not the voice actor. Yeah. That like, what the fuck? Confused the fuck out of me. Or, yeah. alternatively, the other bits were recorded on location and this is being recorded in a studio. But it sounds, uh, like, yeah. so different that I just assumed it was someone else. And yeah. That was, that was weird. And I think... I liked them more than I expected. I obviously yeah. being an Indian film, that was just my expectation that there was going to be some musical numbers. Right. I think because which big ones were there? It was the yeah, there's the one big one at the there's opening. There's one with Jaguar and Safraz. There's the the one with Sing, which I actually yep. super enjoyed because it yeah, had some pretty fucking solid choreography and just like yeah. the, the general shot progression and everything was actually pretty fucking solid. Um, and then there's. Uh, Oh, the one that PK and Jogu have that's like no time for love or whatever. Oh, um, what, what, in what context is that again? Is that near the end of the film? It's basically PK realizing that he's in love with Jogu. And he's like, you know, he's going through all like the water fountain thingies and he's right. having that daydreamy sequence oh, and okay. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just when they're like going around and doing things. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're just hanging out for just, <laughs> no just, particular reason. Just doing stuff. I don't know. It's uh, Oh, love is a waste of time. That's what it is. Oh. Uh, I yeah. really liked the one with Sing. Yeah. The other ones yeah. were fine. Yeah. They they didn't... I mean, they were kind of just... This is a normal montage type song. And then they would cut to the actors and go, Oh, they're singing it, supposedly. Um, mm. Which is fine. I didn't have a major issue with it. Uh, it didn't blow me off my fucking feet either. You know um, what I did have an issue with? What did you have an issue with, Douglas? The first about probably 30 minutes of the film when they're still establishing <laughs> PK as a character. And literally every time you cut to PK, you get... Oh my God. I swear to God, I legitimately think that song runs for like... Like thirty percent of the film, at least. Ooh. Oh, it's hot because it plays through most of the fucking like um, flashback, and it's right at the forefront too. Like in terms oh, of the mixing and I, everything, I, I it's like right in your ears. I hated that shit. Oh god, it was just like, and it was. I guess it. My note was: fuck, the soundtrack needs to chill out. <laughs> it, the film just had. Like it would, it went back and forth so much in terms of like who is the target audience for this? Yeah. Like, is this a children's film? Is this a family film? Is this for slightly more mature audiences? Because on one hand, you've got PK does goofy stuff, mm. and there's that fucking like made for a children's show <laughs> melody soundtrack bit, like melody that is. In fucking sufferable, but would be totally suited to, yeah, just like a children's TV show. You got that, but on the other hand, you have such wonderful child-friendly themes as he learns how to speak from a prostitute. He gets all his clothes from people having sex in the back of a car. <laughs> he takes part in a Muharram flagellation uh, uh, ceremony. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least... As he's going to meet his friend Singh at the train station, there is a terrorist attack and the train <laughs> blows up. <laughs> oh, that bit comes out of nowhere. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Just like everything is completely normal. The, the, the plot is on track. I'm like, you know, yeah, we've got the thief. They're going to bring him over and, you know, that's all going to happen and this is going to go well. And then, yeah, the, just the train blows up. And the it's train this- blows up. Out of nowhere sequence. And then you have you have PK in this montage like of him like walking through the rubble. Stumbling through the rubble and there's like people with like open wounds and like there's corpses bodies everywhere. and blood everywhere. It uh, What the I'm, fuck? At that point I was just baffled. Oh it's, I wrote it's... I wrote just before that sequence in in my notes, I write Oh, well, this is all rather jovial, isn't it? You know, PK's, PK's trying his best to do things right. And, you know, this is a pretty... It's a reasonably powerful message. And then I just write, Oh, shit. <laughs> I had what the fuck in all caps. Um, I, like... I don't know. I feel like that's got to be another cultural thing. Like, maybe that kind of concept is not as jarring to people who live in that society. I guess. But it was just like, this is like... And even like, I think the dancing cars joke was probably tame enough and made goofy enough that you could 
pass it off and just go like, this is a joke that the kids won't get, but the parents in the audience will. Until someone, like two people poke their head up, clearly naked, clearly having sex and like, what's going on? Why'd you take my one? (laughs) (laughs) And it's- it's just so strange. I, I, yeah. It's gotta be. It's gotta be like a cultural barrier thing because it was yeah. just so fucking weird to me. Well, there's no way this could be uh, kids as the demographic. So surely it's just. But I think, like, even the all that shtick is just, you know, oh, it's PK doing jovial things, funny man, like you know, they're, they're trying to. Uh, build up that endearing character I, I guess so I'm, I'm just checking real quick if there's like anything about ratings or anything right I think uh, this film suffers very hard from second half syndrome which yes. is just the first half is like you know across the board it's reasonably strong and you know you've got a good premise and everything's kind of chugging along in a nice direction and then just the second half kicks in and it, it is a two and a half hour long film so you've gone a fair way to get to the halfway point and then get into the second half. And that second half is just, it, ugh, it feels like a bit of a drag. I have no idea why it had to be that long. It, mm. I didn't. If it's made for a younger audience, you should not be longer than two hours. You're going to have your fucking kids getting distracted in the cinema. Absolutely. Regardless, like, it was just such a fucking drag the jail cell flashback sequence goes for about 40 minutes it's like a third of the movie (laughs) by the time you're about maybe 20 30 minutes into it you're like wait this is still a flashback sequence we're not we're not back in real time yet this is (laughs) things that have happened prior to when the film is set we're not back in the jail cell yet and then when it cuts back to that i'm like Oh yeah, this is where we are. I had no I it it just jumped so hard into that flashback that I had zero recollection of the film prior to this happening until we got back to the jail cell. I was like, "Oh my god, mm. that's right. This is what the fuck's happening in this." It- and then it almost feels like is it an editing misstep? Should they have put all of that stuff at the beginning of the film? So you could have that build up of PK yeah. rather than having a silly flashback sequence about midway through. And then instead of having the flashback sequence, you can have like a, oh, PK tells Jagu about all of the things that he's done. And then as the camera drifts up into a corner somewhere and then it dr- has a cross dissolve and drifts back down to them after PK has told the story. I wouldn't have minded that because we've already seen all of the stuff that's happened. Yeah. And then that makes it like a nice natural time progression. It wasn't the most egregious way to do it, but I think that you could easily go, okay, first scene, PK shows up. Second oh. scene, or I guess like chapter or whatever, you've got the introduction of Jagu and Safaraz. Safaraz, yeah. At, in Belgium. They do this thing. They have their little montage. You cut back to oh. PK. He has a bit of him learning what's going on. You cut to Jagu uh, with the, the actual drama between them and then her moving back. Finalize PK's situation with religion. Cut to Jagu doing her journal stuff and then they converge there. Yeah. And yeah, that would have definitely been better because you're not completely cutting one of the two main characters out of the film for 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was an extremely weird choice. Mm. And yeah, it's just like, it just completely cut out. And I had just zero recollection until we got back to it. It was just fucking bizarre. Yeah. But I don't know. It 
it could have been better. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. It could have been. It could have been a lot better. It could have been. Could have been handled better. I. I didn't like the pacing of that. And then once you're through all that, it then goes like, okay, now we're gonna f- like hyper focus on this one thing. You know, it's kind of opened up. We got to zoom back in on this and spend the second half of the film. The second half of a, might remind you, two and a half hour film back on this one thing and then lean to the conclusion. Yeah. 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 I just, it could have cut stuff out. It did have, I don't know, are other Indian films this long? Is it not that weird? Three Idiots is a three hour long movie. So. Oh, fuck off. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Oh my God. Okay. Strap Isn't that really that soon? Uh, no, no, no. That's like number 80-something. Okay. Uh-huh. So we're still Fine. a while away from that. Okay. <laughs> you'll have enough time to recover between. <laughs> I'll <laughs> have enough time to you'll, forget until it's yeah, too late. Yeah, you'll refresh. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get to it and you'll be like, oh, this is a PK guy. So maybe it's just a common thing for this style of cinema. Who knows? Or maybe just this director even. Maybe he just has trouble putting things on the cutting room floor. Potentially. Potentially. Maybe he just really wants to... Uh, kind of keep as much content in there as he possibly can. I am jumping around to other films, like other clearly Indian films that have been recommended by IMDb. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a short. Okay, no, it's a TV show. That doesn't count. I jumped to Dungal, which is another film with uh, our boy Amir in it. That's two hours and forty minutes. Right. Uh, so perhaps it is a bit of a, a common trend. Then. Tapad is 2 hours and 22 minutes. What about some of the other... There's some other Indian films that we've got coming up in this back end of the 250. They're, oh, my God. Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India, which is at 235 in our slot. Mm-hmm. It's 3 hours and 44 minutes long. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't... It just didn't feel necessary. It yes. felt like you could you could cut a decent amount of film out without and there's other there's other films we have like one of my favourite films of all time is Drive. Mm-hmm. That is an extremely slow movie. And I think it's it's an hour and forty minutes. There you go. And it's just like we're gonna cool off and like let this breathe. I Okay, fine. <laughs> if it's just the cultural thing, then fine. <laughs> Who knows? Just, Who knows? And I, I think just it, got like, things to do, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we should probably... I've been thinking about this for the 250. I feel like we should say whether or not we've watched a film before we've watched it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Whether we have prior experience with this film prior to having to watch it for the 250 mm. or whether we're, we're going in fresh on a movie. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you with big epic movies that you know go for three hours or four hours or whatever it is it i feel like you should be able to tell a story accurately within the 120 minute mark Hmm. and if you can't then there's there's a fault somewhere in there yeah i think i am thinking now there is um the lord of the rings Mm. i in a semi-regular fashion, we'll watch all of the extended director's cuts of The Lord of the Rings, which is... They're like four-hour films. Yeah, they're intense. I wonder why that's less egregious to me. I think they're very jam-packed with content. And, I don't know, maybe everything makes more sense, I suppose. <laughs> like, the stuff that is included within the film feels appropriately included within the film. Maybe it'll be less trouble as we get further up and the film's 
get more quote unquote better <laughs> yeah more high quality who knows who knows reading around a lot of people compared pk to uh three idiots and yes, yeah and one other film that i have forgotten but in the same vein from the same director and they were like this is similar to that but not as good yeah and that, that seemed to be the resounding consensus on pk is it's fine and it does what it needs to do but it's yeah it doesn't recreate the magic of three idiots so apparently. potentially potentially these other films will be more gripping and it'll be less of an issue mm. i don't know that that was a big sticking point and i'm kind of bummed that it seems to be the trend with Indian films. Yeah. No. I didn't even... Well, when we hit the intermission, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> we hit an intermission uh, and we're like, only like an hour and 15 minutes in? What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, The Irishman, which is Scorsese's uh, film that was released last year on Netflix. Yeah. I believe that has a runtime of about three hours. Okay. Okay. So there are. It's not going to be uncommon amongst the 250, I think, where there are going to be movies that are over three hours long. Mm, mm. But I have seen The Irishman, and I am reasonably pleased that The Irishman is three hours long because I think that everything within that film justifies being in that film because it is a biography, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get to it when we get to it. But in a comparison, everything in that film is deserved okay whereas as you've said before here in pk i feel like there are some bits in here where you can go like yeah maybe some of this could be left on the cutting room floor yeah i wasn't thinking about too much but just going back over my memory banks i'm like there's a lot of stuff that could be trimmed if you wanted to Mm. just to you know kind of nip and tuck make things a little bit snappier and just get it under the two hour mark for the low god i got things to do Um, (laughs) (laughs) i got a job man (laughs) it just didn't feel deserved that's the thing yeah. There yeah. is... It It dragged, mm. you know. We've been harping on too long about editing. Um, let's talk we about have. something else. Uh, we've we talked about music. We've talked about... Have we talked about much about, uh, like, cinematography and things like that? Uh, we haven't, no. There were some shots in this film that actually really got me, and just, like, ideas. The There's the bit where... There's a montage where their family, towards the beginning of the film, they're, and they're talking about their deities. Jagu is doing, like, a little narration thing about, like, the little deities that they have and the holiness and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And everything is shot in monochrome, but it highlights the colour of the deity. Oh. And I thought that was a really, really cool idea to for a flashback sequence to have everything else in monochrome, but really highlight on the, the deity, like the little statue hmm. um, that their family has. I'm not sure if you remember that sequence, but... I don't. I don't, actually. It was really solid. I was... Oh, no, no. Is this the the, the little figurines that yeah. Jagu's family has? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. I remember it. I don't remember being in black and white. Jagu has a an explanation sequence behind, you know, like yeah. uh, exposition of what the deities mean to her family and everything. Yeah. And talking about, uh, you know, his holiness or whatever his bloody name is. Yeah, all of that sequence is shot in monochrome. And I was just like, wow, that's nice little bit of clever colour grading hmm. uh, shtick. Um, so... I, the film was very just colourful as well. I, I like that a lot. Mm, mm. It was super, super interesting just to basically just have like a bunch of really pretty shots of like Delhi and was it New Delhi? Yeah. Whichever one of India. Mm. What, what mm. were obviously like real places in India. 
on location. On location. I, yeah. I, I like that a lot. There was, yeah, there was just like loads of loads of color with like people with their interesting dress and like architecture was all very colorful and decorations yeah. and things like that. Costume design across the board was really solid as well. All of the, the religious attire and everything I would assume is uh, completely on brand with uh, each religion. Looked good to me. Yeah, yeah. All of uh, PK's outfits. PK is always wearing <laughs> these stupid fitting outfits that just don't, you know, mesh at all because he's, you know, he's getting all of his clothing out of cars and stuff. I really like that. But he's just like, he's so ripped. <laughs> he's just wearing mm. like these tight polo like, shirts and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and his arms are just bulging yeah. through that. We gotta stop. We gotta stop talking about Amir Khan's muscles. We should have called this a podcast where we just gush over this how is the muscle cast. ripped Amir Khan is. Yeah, the muscle cast. <laughs> Between this and the Terminator. <laughs> and the Terminator, yeah, exactly. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Whew. I I really did like the opening. Yeah. Um, The opening scene with Jagu and Safraz. Mm. It was a little goofy, but still just very fun and very like light-hearted just wholesome yeah and kind of set the feeling of the film up until the real fucked up shit happens <laughs> uh, <laughs> would have been nice if that that kind of mood had you know extended through the whole thing been hinted at a little bit earlier yeah i i, re- I really like i just found that really fun i found that quite cute mm. probably would have worked better if it had been sliced up a bit but whatever oh my biggest issue i think with the film is actually I, an issue i had with the film was uh. the fact that they decided to make pk and jagu have this love interest relationship situation that felt so fucking unnecessary. It felt pretty forced, but oh, then God. I appreciate that they didn't end up together at the end. And no, PK but, fucks off. But you see, as soon as you get that, they give that hint that he likes her, you're just immediately like, well, this is not going to work out because they've set up an extremely solid uh, romantic interest for her. That he's, she's not just going to drop for this dumb, yeah. muscle bound idiot. <laughs> like, they just have, they just, they've led into that. So. So, I didn't buy it for a fucking second. It seems a bit arbitrary. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the, I guess you've got the story bit where he's trying to make her read this note and she sees the business card and gets reminded of Safraz, which could have been done another way mm. and was more just like the second step in the Chekhov's gun type situation. They're just like, remember this yeah, guy because he's yeah. going to come up again in 15 minutes. He's going to come back at you. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it could have been platonic because it could they could have ended with this scene where she's like, oh, all the recordings are of me. I'm going to miss you so much. You've been, you know, you really like changed my life. And it, it, it did not, it just... I didn't buy it for a fucking second, and it just- It didn't land, yeah. At all. I, it just seemed silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't know if that really- If that- No, I, I completely agree with it. I thought, and the bit with the cassettes and everything, I feel like that was supposed to be a big emotional beat for the end of the film, and it just- Yeah, that didn't get me at all. I was just like, well, well, <laughs> what are you going to do? You little turd, get back in your spaceship and piss off. <laughs> so mean <laughs> I did like how they resolved all that with their with her dad I thought that was yeah that and him doing the whistling thing I was yeah. like yeah okay that's yeah cute. yeah oh my god that was so nice that was cute I, I mean like 
frayed and then repaired parental relationship is not groundbreaking concept for a film, but it was a nice little extra thing to kind of make you feel good at the end. And it was pretty nicely executed, yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, I actually, that was executed really well. Genuinely believe that the dad was like, yeah fucking just hated her yeah. but then they both managed to turn it back around again yeah I and, and it was yeah it happened after he took off in the spaceship so like the whistle thing and i was like ah now some actual like proper emotion <laughs> oh i actually feel things now i'm like whatever the yeah. fuck that was <laughs> that that was cool oh, so boy. so it's just it's just that that could have just been cut it was just unnecessary i just like yeah <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, shit, we didn't even talk about this. This film is marketed as a comedy. Yes. Did you find it funny? No. Me uh, neither. <laughs> there, well, I don't know. Maybe I, like, exhaled through my nose <laughs> once or twice, but there was the, that's about it. And I, once again, I mean, I've said this a million times, I recognise that this is probably the large majority of the comedy is based on all these cultural contrasts and stuff. That felt like it was all it was. And I guess maybe some, like, childish humour. The, the dancing car concept did make me laugh the first time. I thought that was cute mm. and kind of, in, in, like, an interesting joke. But I can't think of anything else that I found funny. Again, I just think it's just jovial. I don't think it's comedic. It's just yeah. kind of, yeah, But if, if, you go, if you go to IMDb, it is a comedy, comma, drama... <laughs> Like, yeah. mm. so, so that was kind of a letdown. It just, there just didn't seem to be much stuff that wasn't on that cultural lens that was kind of aimed at being a comedy piece. So that was just a bit disappointing, I guess. Yeah. It was fine. It was fine. And it was kind of, I didn't even fucking hate it. Like, yeah, no, I don't hate this film. It, I just, it was an know, entertaining it's... little romp. It was yeah. just like, there was just not enough going on to really drive it through for three hours. Two I've and a half witnessed hours. it. I'm happy to say I've watched it, but I'm not going back oh, to check this one out. Sorry, again. guys. <laughs> yeah. But hey, would you like to know some trivia, Joe Nathan? I would love to know some trivia. You beat me to it. I was about to ask. Uh, you're about to segue me into it. <laughs> I was, yeah. You pre-segued me. Well, normally, normally you do segue me into it. I'm sorry. I just kind you of stole the reins from the you Taking the bull there. by the horns. Uh-huh. Uh... The movie released on approximately 3,900 screens in India and 800 screens overseas back in 2014. So, it had a pretty worldwide release, whereas I feel like a lot of films probably have... uh, Indian films probably... uh, 800 worldwide is... Stick in India. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the same... I mean, uh, it's just kind of a foreign language thing, I guess. But yeah, I think that that's probably the case with a lot of stuff that isn't in English. It's generally, mm. I think, I think it seems to go the other way a lot. A lot of English spoken films get translated to other languages, but yeah, they get dubbed because the majority of, I'm assuming it's the majority. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm assuming the majority of films mm. are English, are English spoken. Yes, there's for people like us, it doesn't feel like there's a need for it. That's a fun thing about this podcast. We're watching all these like foreign language foreign films, films that we that we That's wouldn't good. have otherwise. Having said that, um, ever since Parasite won Best Picture, as well as you know, Temperjuli and other Oscars at the time of recording. Oh yeah, I, I remember not being able to see Parasite like anywhere near my 
uh, current location, like in the cinemas or anything. Yeah. And then ever since it has won all those Oscars, boom, just Parasite everywhere. Like all cinemas are like, you can watch Parasite here like <laughs> 10 times at any point in our cinema. Like they're fully going back in on it again. I uh, remember. Because it had that amazing win. We might be in like a cute little... Hopefully, like a cute little foreign film renaissance soon, because I did see other people on, I hope so. on Instagram recommending a bunch of like, here's some other Asian films you should watch. And they brought up oh, uh, cool. In the Mood for Love, which uh, is- Oh, great. Uh, it's technically our next film. We have the bonus film, but yes. it's our next film. So, mm. so I, I'd really like to see that more. I think, I think it's mm. been really eye-opening. The- with all the problems I have with this film, <laughs> the kind of cultural influence is quite interesting. Uh, it's pretty it's cool. valuable. It's different. It's mm. unique. Yeah. Back to some trivia. Uh, it was Bollywood's highest grossing film ever. Wow. Was or is? Was. Okay. So, it held the record for, uh, I don't know how long, probably about all of three seconds. <laughs> and then I uh, was taken over. I would say maybe something else by... Uh, Raj Maharani or okay. another director. Um, but it ranked as the 70th highest grossing film of 2014 worldwide. 70th? 70th. Okay. Uh, it was the first Indian film to gross more than uh, 7 billion, I want to say, crores? Crore. Indian? I thought. Crores? I thought. Is that like. It's like the. It's rupees, but then like crores is like a division of rupees. I'm pretty sure Indian. I don't know. How do you spell that? Crore, uh, C R O R E. Oh. Sorry, I continue. <laughs> Equal to a hundred lakh in the Indian numbering system. It's got India has a really odd numbering system. Anyway, yeah, it got a hundred million US worldwide, so it did pretty bloody well overseas mm. which is interesting mm. costumes worn by Amir Khan in the movie are actually collected randomly from the public oh that's great so they didn't have like a, a wardrobe for Amir Khan at all they just grabbed clothes which I think is on track good yeah um, it's convincing yeah exactly Amir Khan got nude for the first time in his career for this film. Oh, wow. What a what an opportunity. <laughs> of all the films bet, you get uh, naked for, this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Today's the day. <laughs> Kicks out of the trailer and just means nothing. There are plans to make a sequel for this movie. And I will not be watching it. <laughs> It'll be a a hard skip. What would they? I don't get. Like, it'll what would shoot they- above like three idiots. Well, they had the the bit at the very end, you know, where the uh, where he comes back and yeah, he's got that I other get that. Alien with like him. that's your obvious like like um like stepping stone. But what thematically would you do next? Like what? Yeah, I don't know. I- where else is there to go? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> uh. The Supreme Court of India rejected the plea made by some Hindu groups to ban BK, uh, PK by stating, quote, do not waste the valuable time of the court by applying stupid logic. Wow. Oh, that's harsh. Holy shit. Boom. Damn. Supreme Court just dunking on the Hindu groups. I did see that there was a lot of religious outcry, a lot of general outcry about this film naturally and i guess the films like i think i don't know how you read it i think a western person would 
read it as like the theme of the film going you know god men are bad so people who are just like abusing religion for money are bad which i think universally everyone can probably agree with that everyone goes sure but i think i think it also it read to me as a kind of universal critique of religion whereas a lot of reviews from india that i read appeared to read it as this con like it's not a you know crazy concept this concept that all religions are worshipping the same god and the differentiations are made by humans and the problems are made by humans and not by, by humans not yeah. by the divine creator type deal um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's oh it's there, there is a fucking religious rabbit hole with this one. Let me tell you, that was a, yeah. a massive problem. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I should say that I'm agnostic, and uh, I don't know where you're at, Jonathan. I'm but... all over the place. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I the religious themes were nothing new to me as well. That that was another reason why I was very fucking bored by it because I'm like, these are not crazy concepts to someone who just thinks about the concept of. Uh, spirituality a lot just just on my own right so well it was it was different to me but that's i think because i don't have that much upbringing in religion or anything like that so it was i was kind of like it was exploring a bit of a different world for me which was yeah interesting hmm um the scene where amir khan pulls out the barber's pajama tuck from between his butt cheeks took almost 12 takes to conclude I could just imagine, like, they're trying to get the shot. They, like, he pulls it out and they're like, oh, no, but put it back. And he's got to, like, stuff it back in between his butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's just a really good image in my head. (laughs) That's kind of wonderful. Twelve times. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Um, Saw butt cheeks at the end. Yeah, exactly. You'd be chafed like crazy. Rajkumar Harani's, uh, apparently, a trademark of Rajkumar Harani is naked men. Okay, <laughs> nice. So, maybe we can expect to see some naked dudes in Three Idiots. Hell yeah. We got the Terminator, we got this, we got more we of got films coming up. We got we to keep a new dude counter going on here. <laughs> ripped, ripped nude men counter. Write it down. Well, okay, do we have any other ones just so we can start the nude dude counter? Other counters? No, oh. other, other nude dudes from previous films. Oh, other nude dudes. Oh, I'm... I don't think we've had any. I don't have think we? we have. I think you're right. Beyond Arnie and yeah. Amir Khan. Ter- yeah. Uh, no, there wasn't. Nah. Nothing in. Oh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh. Chris Pratt. Was he naked in that, that scene or did he have underwear on? No, uh, the bit where he's in the prison and yeah. he's getting like. Did he have underwear off. on or no? I don't think he did. Oh, new dude counters oh, are three. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's <laughs> one of the new dudes. <laughs> he is also ripped. So <laughs> he's ripped. He's ripped. So he meets the he meets, he the, meets criteria. the criteria. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe we should start this. This is pretty. I'm good. starting it. I've, I'm officially writing it down. <laughs> good. Good. Get the new dude category. PK. New dude we is gotta, now three. We got to remember that. We got to remember Andrew and Andy as well, because Amir Khan is definitely. Uh, sorry, not uh, Amir Khan. Well, I guess Amir Khan as well. He's an Andy, but uh, Sanjay Dutt, the the guy who plays Sing, he's a big Andy. <sighs> hard Andy. He's like he's hard a, Andy. Biggest Andy in this film. We have a email, which is a 250pod at gmail.com. Interesting one to start T-W-O. with. T-W-O. It's at the top of the list. Okay. Fucking stab me. Sorry, I just cut T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H-P-O-D you T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram under the same handle, 250pod. If you just want to keep tabs on the podcast and get notifications on when everything's happening, just suss out the Instagram. We don't really need to have a squeeze of anything else. Everything else is kind of optional. We uh, post all the episodes up on YouTube as well, if you're listening pleasure. Uh, But yeah, Instagram is normally the one to go to if you just want to keep up to date with everything that's happening with us. Mm -hmm. Um, We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, Google Home and Amazon Echo. We don't have Google. I still. We don't have Google Podcasts on this. We're on Google Podcasts we as well. And Deezer. We have, we have Google Podcasts. No, you have Google Home. I'm up there. Yeah, but no, no, no. Are we, are we actually on Google Podcasts? Yeah. That's, oh, how, wow. I've, that's how I've been checking it. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, far out. That's fine. Yeah, and Deezer. Uh, we're on that What's as well. Deezer? Another Deezer? app. Oh. Yep. Deezer, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, were you about to ask about Podbean? No. Okay. Uh, I've let Podbean die. Me too. I you started saying something. I just assumed that's what it was. No, fuck, <laughs> fucking, fuck those guys. Sorry, continue. We have our own personal Letterboxd accounts. Letterboxd is a website for uh, basically grabbing films together, running down your your thoughts and opinions, creating a watch list, uh, keeping track of what films you have watched, when you've watched them, that kind of deal. John and I are both posting up our own reviews on all of the films that we're watching for the 250 as well as any other films that we just kind of stumble across outside of the 250. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of coagulating my own little list as yep. I've been going. I watched uh, Scott Pilgrim out of sequence like a naughty little boy. Well, Scott Pilgrim isn't actually in the 250, but... I watched it out of sequence. We're, 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 we were going to up. do it for a, a bonus snub. Yep. And John has already seen it. So I'm probably going to watch it a couple of times before actually we actually watch it for the podcast. So. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my Letterboxd account is I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T. That's Enzo Knight with a K. If you just type that into the Letterboxd search engine, you'll be able to find me and Jonathan. Mine is Upa, uh, U-U-U-P-A-H. And that's three U's. I write haiku reviews. I did a bunch of them and yesterday. They're really good. Thanks, bud. Um, yeah, I saw a big influx of them. Yeah, uh, I just I had, I had, I I had about like, 20 wow. minutes to kill. I was like, I'm just going to bust these motherfuckers out. Bust some haikus out. Bust a fucking move. Uh, and they're all still they're all still keeping to the, the phrasing? 575, yeah. Of a haiku? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I need to, like, I, I was thinking about it, and I think I need to do some studies on actual haikus, because I think that... I, haiku isn't just about the the um, the syllables. It's also about just like kind of the way it's structured. So I need to like, I'm getting way too fucking deep into this. I'm taking this way too no, seriously. That's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, was it the whole bit that you were not taking it seriously? So yes. you're gonna write haikus. Yes. But now, in doing that, you've really shot yourself in the foot and yes. you're actually taking it I seriously. I have done that. <laughs> My life is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, outstanding. I, I like that uh, that role reversal. That makes me happy. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to the 250 on this e- egregiously long podcast about uh, PK. Imagine, imagine doing a piece of fucking media for too long. Just imagine. <laughs> thank you for yeah tuning in and we will see you real soon. I'm going to take a nap. Oh, bye-bye. I'm going to take a nap. You're going to take a nap? Yeah, I'm so Aww. fatigued from watching this long film. Fatigue. Fatigued. Fatigue. Uh, is that is that French? Uh, it's not. It means sleepy. 
But it, 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 does it derive from it some fatigue? other language? Okay. Fatigue. You fatigue. Why are we going to look up what fatigue is? Root. Fatigue. Fatigue. Uh, I just keep on finding safe work, like all health and safety things for fatigue. Fuck, it is French. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>